Hey there, and welcome to the Agency Rockstars podcast. I'm Dana Lindahl, and I'm the founder of LegendaryLeadGen.com, where we help B2B companies become authorities in their industry, set more sales appointments, and convert those appointments into more sales. We also help other agencies sell our patented process on to their own clients. And we truly believe in the value of building and creating relationships, and in that being the main driver of new sales for agencies. So... Stick around to the end of the show. We're going to be revealing how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing agency podcasts on the planet. All right, let's get straight into it. All right, rock stars, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Dan, and this is Agency Rockstars. And joining me on stage today, uh, as I am the MC, I get to turn this over to the actual rock star. His name is Richard Kaiser. He is the founder of Wilderness Agency. Richard, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you very much for having me here today, Dan. All right, it's time to break out the guitar and have the solo and have the bass, the drums. No, I don't know what's going to happen, but we're going to have some fun on Agency Rockstars. Um, see, I always wanted to be a rock star. So the fact that I get to host this show, man, you're seeing the wild side of me. So um, that's where the wilderness side of it comes out, right? There you go. I'm also full of really bad puns on a Friday that we're recording. Um, so Richard, tell me a little bit, of, save the listeners from me and tell me a little bit about how you got running, how you got into running an agency. What's that journey look like for you, sir? Uh, it's actually kind of funny. Uh, I, I was a failed rock star. So <laughs> right on <laughs> from, oh gosh, uh, 14 to 24. Uh, I was, uh, I was the drummer. I was the lyricist. I was the, you know, quote band mom. And then, you know, by, by 24 or 25, like, quickly realized that was probably not going to happen for me. And so decided to, you know, tail between my legs. I went back to school. Um, I thought I was going to be a sales guy, got, you know, an internship in uh, uh, the sexiest industry imaginable. I was uh, selling environmental monitoring products uh, to the EPA and uh, universities and hit that point where I just like hated everything. And so, uh, went to my professor and I was like, okay, uh, $40,000 in debt at the time, still no end in sight. Went to my professor and, and I was like, you know, I need a plan B or I think I'm going to go jump off the roof. <laughs> and, uh, fortunately for me, he was like, uh, you know, I, you're kind of crazy. I think you might be a creative. And I was like, what, like, what the hell did you just call me? He's like, no, you're fine. Go find this book. It's called, uh, old movie on advertising. I you know, went to the library, grabbed a copy, read it cover to cover, quit that job the next day, uh, and then kind of started that journey. It's so it's, that's funny. What, what the hell did you call me? Creative? I'm going to kick your, yeah. Um, uh-huh. That's funny. So so you start, like, did that get you to just start an agency then? Or did you start working with, like, clients one-off, working with somebody? Like, what did that look like to get that actually started? And then how do you go from that to scaling to being a full-fledged agency? Right. So, uh, you know, the, the, the next day I was kind of like, Oh shit, what do I do now? So I, I started calling around. I connected with, uh, one of the TV stations in town. I was like, look, I don't, I I need an internship. I need to understand how TV works. And so they, they were, you know, generous enough to help create an internship for me. Uh, went there, got a lot of experience. Then I, you know, once I got enough of that under my belt, then I, uh, called up the you know the local business journal in town and uh, went there. They actually 
I, I had some really great mentors there who kind of taught me, you know, this is what sales really looks like when you're doing kind of consultative sales. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, I wanted some, you know, nonprofit experience. And so I did an internship at a nonprofit, then realized, you know, the, the world was moving into a digital. So I found a digital agency, started working there, uh, did that for about two years, then wanted, you know, something different uh, that, you know, uh, also would pay the bills. Um, and so went to more of a traditional agency, kind of helped reshape them into more of a, a digital service offerings. Did a good job there. Got a call from another agency. They were like, hey, we like, you know, we've heard you're doing great things over there. Can you come and fix us? And I was like, well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm good. Need a little bit more time here to keep doing what I'm doing. They, they were like, we'll pay you a living wage. I was like, I'm sold. I'll start tomorrow. Um, so I went to, uh, that agency where just became entrenched in like what really great design could be had, you know, that I was very fortunate to work on some fortune 500 accounts. Um, and then after a while, I, you know, we were very focused on kind of the fortune 500s and, uh, by that time I'd really built a strong network and kind of the, the local community that I'm in, in Dayton, Ohio, and saw saw kind of this gap where, you know, the agency I'm working for is charging more than what a lot of the smaller businesses in the local area could, you know, justify or reasonably consider affording. And so I, I kind of, you know, from, from the time I was in college, I wanted, from the time I read that book, I knew I was going to start my own agency. Right. Mm -hmm. At the, (laughs) I always joke about this at the end of chapter one, there's a photo of, uh, of his, of the castle he buys in France. And, uh, with my public math, I was like, well, if I'm half as good as that guy, I'm going to get half a castle. <laughs> so that was, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. So that was, uh, that was always kind of the joke that I played off of, but, um, I, I started really looking at this model that I wanted to create of something that was scalable. And so something that I could have like a wide bench of talent that could manage those projects for those fortune 500 accounts, but also we could do work for the small mom and pop shops. Right. And so that was very important to me. I also wanted the flexibility. So, um, you know, where, you know, my, my team isn't required to be in the office day to day. Um, majority of our team are freelancers and contractors. A lot of the, uh, the full-time employees we have are, are more of like the, the management staff. So it's the project managers and the account managers um, who are, you know, kind of organizing this chaos. Um, <laughs> but that flexibility of being able to pull in freelancers and contractors really enables us to work with a wide scale of, you know, different companies, different industries, but also, you know, we take on insane projects. Like we'll, we have you know, the, the air force, called up through a series of contacts and they were like, Hey, could you guys put on a two day symposium? We're like, yeah, we can probably figure that out. Uh, Another account calls and they're like, Hey, like no one can get this trade show booth fabricated and to location in the the 30 days we have Um, and and within budget. And, and I was like, well, let me make some phone calls. And I called him back two days later. And I was like, yeah, no one's going to do this project, but we will. And so I, I called up a bunch of buddies and we grabbed, you know, tools and literally went to Lowe's and grabbed some lumber and, uh, you know, like fabricated this 20 foot by 50 foot trade show booth. 
Wow. So just crazy, right? So we'll take on any project because if it can be solved with creativity, I've got a big network of people. And so we pull the right people together uh, and, and we make it happen. Man, Richard, you get me all fired up. Like that sounds like such an <laughs> interesting like you do it all. Like, yeah, I'll do it. Why not? What the hell? Let's do this. Um, yeah. And I got to like, I got to ask how it's either your personality or it's your experience or it's all of it. But like being a musician of a failed rock star, as you said, <laughs> and going and going into like bouncing around to these different internships. I mean, to call a TV station. Hey, I want to intern and then go to the business journal and then do and like and now you're solving creatively for anything that a business needs. Like, where does that even come from, man? That's awesome. I like part of it is because I, I think, you know, I'm just like factory installed with arrogance, but like, I don't, I just don't understand why people create these rules around themselves. Mm. You know, like, like just, you know, you say yes to things and you figure it out. Right. So like, if, you know, like I'm a, I'm a huge Richard Branson fan. Right. So if you look at that guy's story, right? Like here's a guy who is dyslexic. His first business he starts is a magazine, which makes zero sense. <laughs> sure. Right? And then goes on to become this, you know, multi-billionaire and did it because he understood that all you had to do is find industries that you could disrupt and then put the right people in the right roles. And like, that's all this is. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. It, you know, I, you know, it, it takes me, I have to read things twice that most people have to read once to understand it, but I can pull together really great teams and just, you know, no matter what, like if you've got the right people around you, you can do some really cool shit. Yeah. Oh, so good. All right. So let's, I, I'd love to hear another you, couple of great stories there about like the fabrication, about working with the air force to, to blow your mind. Um, but share a favorite story of yours, if you would, Richard, that highlights a specific way you've helped your clients grow, a, a specific client, maybe. Oh, man. I mean, there's there's so many insane stories. So we we kind of built this thing off, like our mission to this day has, has always been consistently, if we do our job right, we're going to help companies grow and we're going to put people back to work. And so a lot of the industries that we work in are traditionally underserved. Right. I, I've, I've worked on, you know, I've worked on the big accounts. I don't want to, I like, I like, uh, you know, the ugly baby accounts. I like <laughs> working in manufacturing. I like doing work for government. We've done really cool things around infant mortality. Um, like we, you know, just like helping to educate mothers on like best practices. And then like later that same week we'll be doing, um, we're working with a law school right now on this, uh, uh, it's a online course creating content around intellectual property law and patents and uh, <laughs> data rights uh, that is specifically for the Air Force Research Labs, for the Department of Defense to educate the researchers and scientists. Um, because today, as a country, we're losing about a billion dollars a day, and just because they don't know what. That no one's taught this. No one's ever like captured that content. And so, um, you know, they, they pulled me in and they were like, like Kaiser, we're going to do this five hour introductory training. Um, keep them awake. And, and I, I, like, I got in there and I was like, Oh God, guys, like if you're going to lecture like straight into a screen for five hours about intellectual property law, like that should be considered a crime against humanity. 
we've got to mix this up. We've got to make it, you know, more casual and conversational. And so, um, I mean, that was like, it was really cool, right? Like we, we were literally working on uh, matters of national defense where rewind like 12, 15 years ago, I'm rolling around wearing like anarchy in the UK t-shirts and like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what's so insane is like how in, in not a lot of, not a long period of time, you can completely kind of redefine your life, uh, do great work that like helps companies grow. We do not win awards for creativity, right? Because a lot of the stuff we do isn't sexy work. A lot of it is doing Google ads. A lot of it's doing search engine optimization or doing conversion rate optimization, right? The yeah. stuff that like people just glaze their eyes over, I get jazzed about because if we do that shit right, and we are helping them to increase sales. We're putting more sales in that pipeline. Those companies are growing. They're hiring. Some of the, the latest stuff we're getting into is looking at how do we use marketing for recruiting purposes? Sure. So all of these companies that are struggling, like I'll walk into these meetings and these, you know, these the amazing companies, they're like, yeah, we've got these great mentorship opportunities internally. We have these networking groups for like minorities and women. And I just like stop them. And I'm like, guys, that's all great. Why didn't you tell anyone? (laughs) What do you mean? And I'm like, none of that shit's on your website. First of all, like second, do a video about your company culture, talking about like all these cool things, Mm -hmm. like get people excited and you're going to get more applicants. This isn't hard, right? Yeah. It's not rocket surgery as they say, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah. So, so that's a couple of pain points there. You just talked about with your clients, you know, the, the recruiting, um, bragging about stuff. What are the pain points are you seeing in the industries that you're working in, Richard? I mean, it's, it's so interesting. So like every single company is at a different level of marketing sophistication. So there are startups I've talked to and I look at what they're doing and I'm like, guys, you're good. Like, you don't need me right now. Just keep doing what you're doing and have a little bit of patience and it's going to kick and you're going to be fine. And there's fortune 500s I've walked into and I'm like, your guys' shit is all apart. (laughs) I don't know where to start, but like, we'll dig into it and we'll we'll kind of figure it out together. Um, I'm, you know, cause it's, it's nonstop. Like I was doing research on a, on a university last night and I was just like, Oh, you guys are misusing like hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. <laughs> we need to fix that. Yeah. And, and your mind goes to, we need to fix that. But just before you said that, I heard you say to the other, to the, the startups, you don't need me, man. That takes some courage to be able to say, you don't need me. I'm going to go find work elsewhere. Like that's what a, what a great, is, is that just part of your mission? Is that honesty and integrity? Or is that just something that you do naturally? Oh, the, the honesty and integrity thing. I mean, that's, that's critical, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I lovingly refer to Dayton as Ohio as like Ohio's largest small town. Yeah. I, my reputation is everything. To me, right. So at like, people, like we screw up, right. We make mistakes, yeah. right. We are not perfect. But when, whenever those mistakes happen, like, like I will pay out. And like they all, like all of my clients know it, right? Because I would rather save my name and my reputation because I'm here today 
and I got to be here 40 years from now. Mm-hmm. So like managing that and like we, we, we won an award from the, the better business bureau last year for, for ethics and integrity, because we live those mantras. Like yeah. my team, like we don't lie. <laughs> like we're going to, uh, sometimes you're going to wish we would. Cause I'm going to tell you like, <laughs> like, like, Oh yeah. Th- like this is shit. Like <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there, there's nothing in this world that is, is worth losing your name or respect from somebody over. Yeah. So, like, yeah. If, if, if like, I don't, if I don't see that path to like help somebody and it doesn't make sense, I'm not going to take their money. Yeah, I don't, sure. I don't, I don't want, you know, I've worked at places where we tried to sell them everything in the kitchen sink mm-hmm. and, um, and it, it felt intellectually dishonest. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't want a, you know, I don't want a one night stand. I want to have long-term relationships, but like, I actually mean that. <laughs> right? right. Um, so it's, it's always, I don't know, like so many, like the, the, it's so stupid. The, the average client relationships over the past decade have gone from, you know, seven years to three years. Now it's, it was like down to like 18 months. Nobody's keeping these relationships and it's costing a fortune, right? Your average cost per acquisition on like a good client. I mean, it's, it's nuts. And I, I remember at one point early in my career, somebody told me that a successful business has, you know, more people coming in the front than going out the back. And early, like when I was young, I remember thinking like, oh, it's all about sales and new business. And, you know, like now as the gray hairs are starting to come in, what I'm realizing like that game is really about retention. Yeah. Because if you get the retention right, you're going to get the referrals and the referrals will put more people in the front. Yep, absolutely. Uh, And that's great, great advice. Uh, I'm going to get one more piece of advice out of you in just a minute here. But I want to make sure before I ask that last question, uh, listeners who are enjoying the show, can continue the conversation with you, Richard, where can they find Richard and also wilderness agency or both? Where do you send folks? I mean, uh, ideally we're doing our SEO, right? So they can, uh, they can obviously Google us. Uh, we're, we're the Dayton, Ohio wilderness agency, not the, uh, the ones in the UK. Um, but, uh, yeah, easily find me on LinkedIn. I'm readily available there. You can, um, yeah, text, call, email, Facebook messenger. Like I'm easy to stalk. Everything right but basically Twitter. You can find right. me. No, no tweeting, huh? I have fallen back in love with Twitter, but that's a whole different discussion for another time. Um, awesome, man. So yeah, we'll put we'll put links in the show notes, wildernessagency.com. Uh, Richard Kaiser on LinkedIn. Uh, sorry, Richard. So here we go. You gave some great advice, some good insight, some great stories. Um, but think about this for a minute. If you if you need a minute, that's fine too. Um, is there anything you've learned over the years or advice you've heard that seems counterintuitive at first, but then has that massive impact on your business once you embraced it? I mean, the biggest thing, and I, I'm, I'm still learning this, like, this is like, <laughs> like still in therapy, still dealing with this years later it, it, is the patience thing, mm. right? It is learning patience and understanding that, you know, it does take time. And I, I've tried to run many, many times. Like there's the terrible analogy of like the, the old bull and the young bull on top of the hill. Right. And, and I'm learning that over time and learning that, um, 
you know, none of this happens overnight. There's no such thing as an overnight success. Mm. And, and everybody who's, you know, who's gotten anywhere will tell you like, it takes a lot of time, right? The, uh, uh, Biz Stone from Twitter will tell you it's easy to be an overnight success. It just takes a lot of hard work in 11 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. But I mean, that more than anything is, is probably the hardest lesson I learned because I was yeah. like, this is bullshit. I'll just turn on all these Google ads and I'm going to get all this business. But it, it really was uh, patience. It was learning not to grow too fast. Um, I mean, that was probably the scariest thing we ever did was we got uh, we were, we were the fastest growing company in, in Dayton two years in a row and it almost ran us into bankruptcy. Oh, wow. So, so you got to pull it back and have some, have some patience and not try to be the big shiny object, huh? <clears throat> right. Like, uh, I mean, if you want to close on a, a rock star note, like it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. <laughs> Excellent. Richard Kaiser, Wilderness Agency. Richard, thank you so much for being that rock star in the world and for being a part of Agency Rockstars, my friend. Thank you very much for having me again. Thanks for listening to the Agency Rockstars podcast. If you're an agency owner who would like to appear in this podcast, please visit legendaryleadgen.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you found this episode valuable, I would really appreciate you sharing it on social media. Even just a quick screenshot of the episode showing on your phone shared to social media would be great. If you truly enjoyed the episode, we'd also really love a rating in your favorite podcast player. Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Thanks again for listening. I'm Dana Lindahl, and if you want to connect, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find more information about everything we're currently doing at legendaryleadgen.com. Thanks for listening, and hope to hear from you soon.